High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Bill Hughes is in the studio with me now. Those of you who have been listening to Bill Hughes uh, for some time know he loves to drop names during his chit-chat. Uh, if you'd have known Alfred Nobel, if he was a pal of yours, uh, Bill, you would have had a Bob Dylan song for an essential song because you would have known he was going to get a Nobel Prize. Nobody knew. It was the best kept secret. It didn't, wasn't even in the running. He wasn't even in the high odds. It's one of those left to field. And, and do you agree with it? Yes. It's so well deserved that a modern troubadour and a modern poet should be so honoured is terrific. Okay. And what yes, I did know that George Bernard Shaw won the friggin' thing. You <laughs> cheeky. I heard you as I was walking in outside. <laughs> All right. What, what, what are we talking about? An essential song. We're talking about an essential song. And as it happens, this song was top of the charts. 34 years ago. This well, week, I have to subtraction. 1982. Yeah, 82, thank you. 1982, Culture Club. Oh, this is Boy George. Yes, and his very first number one, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Oh, do you know, I was a fan of Boy George and I didn't know it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I really liked his voice. Oh. And I didn't know that the voice was the fellow who used to dress up. Yeah. And he's still got the voice and he's still using the voice. And in fact, uh, it's it's Brian Kennedy's 50th birthday and Brian has just put all of his recordings together in a, in a collection. But he has re-recorded a song he wrote while he was in New York doing Riverdance. And the song is Christopher Street and he's done it as a duet with Boy George. Boy George just recorded it for him as a favour to Brian, go which ahead. is fantastic. And so there you go. So Boy George is still doing it. Anyway, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me was their very first number one from Culture Club. Um, massive success. It went to number one in a dozen countries around the world. It was it broke them in America. They were only a year old as a group. Now, am I right in thinking, like 1982, I was still old, like I wasn't listening to this kind of music. You weren't but, old. But, but, you were only 40. But he wasn't, he wasn't like... It wasn't Boy George and Culture Club. No, it, it was, was Culture, Culture Club. Club. It was yeah. Culture Club. He he wasn't big like as a soloist. Culture Club were Boy George on lead vocals, Roy Hay on guitar and keyboards, Mickey Craig on bass guitar, and John Moss on drums and percussion. That was the lineup. And when they realised they had a cross-dressing Irish singer George, a black Briton. Craig, a Jewish drummer, Moss, and an ethnic Englishman, Hay, they settled on the name Culture Club, which was all their ethnic backgrounds thrown together into one right. sort of Now, group. was Boy George a, a cross-dresser or was he a cross-dresser purely for the purposes of his of his? Um, he was a new romantic. He was a new romantic. What's they a new romantic? They, they created this whole movement of being wild, zany dressers in London. There was a documentary on BBC Four last week um, and that's what prompted me to, to pick this song for today because the the... Just the lives they lived, the madness they got up to, the craziness, the but the difference that they made to the London scene. There oh. were only about two hundred of them, oh, but right. they created this I whole movement. I missed all this, obviously. Well, you? they created this whole movement of just not caring. It was it, it was a rejection of 
punk as such because punk was just the 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 darning needles and the and the so the the big needles holding clothes together and the spitting and the bin bags and it was something to just pull back from that and new romantics it 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 created a new wave that was called the second wave the second british invasion of America in terms of music because there was a bunch of groups got together and all of them ended up going to number one in the States. Am I wrong in thinking that that Christmas song by Geldof, what was it called? Do They Know It's Christmas? Yeah. Band-Aid. I thought that Boy George's contribution was immense. And Boy George was in New York appearing on a late night chat show and Bob Geldof called him and said, we're recording this tomorrow in London. We need you. We need you on it. Your voice has to be there. It's so distinctive. And Boy George got his way to John F. Kennedy, got himself onto the last Concord, got back to London in time to make it to the studio to record that vocal. And that has become a historic moment in All right, the history okay. of pop music. Well, yeah, well, this is Culture Club. And what? Do you really want to hurt me? Oh, let's have a listen. Give me time to realize my crime. Let me love and steal. I have dared. Yeah. 
Well, uh, Bill Hughes' choice from 1982, Culture Club of Boy George, do you really want to hurt me? As good now as it was then, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad, you know, and it's a complete accident that it happened because it was the last throw of the dice for Culture Club. They had a deal for singles. Uh, they, they signed the deal. Uh, they had White Boy flopped. I'm Afraid of Me flopped. They had one last chance. Do you really want to hurt me? And they couldn't get the airplay they needed and they couldn't, you know, in those days you needed airplay. And Shaken Stevens was going to appear on Top of the Pops and during rehearsal he pulled a muscle or something and he had to pull out of Top of the Pops. And the producers were going, we need somebody local who can go on Top of the Pops instead of... And there's this guy, Boy George, they've got a good single. He's got a mad look, you know, he's totally androgynous. He's, he's got the hat and all the clothes and everything else. Get him into the studio, into the studio, out it went and it caused a sensation and the song went to number one. So. All right. OK, interestingly, um, George Bernard Shaw won an Oscar and Nobel Prize. Suggestion on Twitter um, that uh, Bob Dylan now joins that exclusive club. He mm. must have won an Oscar for Best Music for something, did he? I think he did. I think he did. Well, somebody on Twitter said he did. Yeah, I think he did. And uh, uh, But George O'Dowd, the Irish connection is Tipperary, you know. It's uh, his people are all Tipperary people. And uh, he but he wears that proudly. And he says there's a bit of his madness has come from his Irish. Right, heritage. But he'd be quintessentially British. Oh, ah, yeah, he's born, born, in, yeah. born in, 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 in London. He's had an amazing career, but the band have had an amazing career. It's been ups and downs. Uh, they've fallen in, fallen out of favour, but they've sold 150 million records. So have they got a few club. quid? Oh, God, yeah. I thought Boy George had fell upon hard times. Not at all. No, no? He, fi- no he became a drug addict. That was oh. the problem. He never lost his money. He has a massive house in Hampstead in London. Um, but he did end up going to jail only uh, in 2009. He was released for good behaviour. Um, he went to Pentonville prison because he had uh, uh, he had handcuffed a man to a radiator in his house. <laughs> and it's such a colourful story. But elements of it are not for lunchtime. So All right, OK. Well, I'm glad to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would have thought crossdressers would get a hard time in Pentamil. Uh, yeah, but he's not a, you know, he, he, he you wouldn't recognise Boy George now. He's so heavily tattooed. He has turned his body into a piece of tattoo art all the way up his neck, all over his head, oh, hey. everything. Oh, yeah. Do you know a fella, seeing as you were talking about Irish fellas, his name popped into my head. I haven't heard from him in ages. And I liked his music as well. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, yeah, the Waterford man. You yeah. might start looking for him and find out what he's up to. He's around and he played a concert in the Olympia last year. Did he? Yeah, it went down very, very well. He's, he's still got a huge Irish fan club and uh, a lot of Irish followers. But, but what about Karma Chameleon? That was the one. Barry reminds me. That was very good. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I think it's too... I, I don't know. I love Victims, Church of the Poison Mind, The War Song, It's a Miracle movie. Move away. I just want to be loved. I like Karma Chameleon, the, all right? No matter what you say, I like Chameleon. Them. But why is it Chameleon versus Chameleon? How do you know? Oh, you say either, I say either. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah, right? because apparently it was actually Julius Kaiser, not Julius Caesar. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently so. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
You're full of great facts. Here. All right. My auntie was boy, born across the road from boy George and my uncle bought George O'Dowd's dad's dormobile van, Vince in Westcourt. So that's oh. very good. And and uh, was there anything in it that was of, you know... And then <laughs> Jane Double says George boy George's mother went to school with my mother in Dublin. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, he's very proud of his mother. And he's, I mean, the guy, Boy George has done so much. He then wrote a, a musical called Taboo, which ran for two years in the West End. And Rosie O'Donnell came over and saw it and moved it to Broadway. But Rosie his, O'Donnell? Yeah. Donald Trump doesn't like Rosie O'Donnell. Of course he doesn't. She's a strong woman who answers back. And he isn't going to be grabbing her by any particular part of her or any animal part I'm of her body. I'm not saying a word. Yeah, I've, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm not I, saying a word. I is everybody listening? <laughs> I'm not saying a word. Rosie O'Donnell is a tremendous woman for civil rights, for equality. She's a campaigner. So yeah, naturally, she wouldn't fit in the Kevin Trump. Kevin Moore says, yeah. don't forget the crying game. Very clever. That wasn't Boy George. It right? was. He did the cover of the crying game for the movie soundtrack. He did indeed. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. He's that the was the one where there was a, a transsexual. There or was. A, yeah, Stephen what? Ray played the part, the lead part. It was directed and written by Neil Jordan. Uh, Jordan, who won the Oscar for that too. Was it was was Stephen Ray the fella who played the guy in Dublin Castle? Yes. with Michael Collins. Yes, that's, that's Stephen Ray. Ray. That's Stephen Ray, the great Stephen Ray, the Derry Stephen Ray, the man who worked with yeah. Heaney and with Brian Free. Right. And, yes. Speaking of Oscars, you won yeah. two Oscars at the <coughs> We won two. Yes, we did. We won. Uh, well, we're thrilled because Mick Donovan, who works with us a lot, uh, the cameraman, he won for his camera oh, work. Just, on, just cut to the on chase. a documentary. Mind the Gap films. Yes, but yourself and Bernadine yeah. got Oscars for what? We won for uh, uh, we won for Brendan O'Connor's Cutting Edge, which returns to our screens next Wednesday night, nine thirty-five on RT One, and it's a very entertaining in your face show and the other one was for best cinematography best camera work for a documentary we did called These Walls Can Talk about the abuse of deaf children in St. Joseph's now don't forget you can stream this week's tune and all the other ones we've selected each week you get it on Spotify it's the playlist called George Hook's Essential Songs thanks Bill Uh, back next week 